Hello, creative souls, and welcome to Inner Promptings, the podcast to support and inspire your creative essence, a platform that will encourage you to listen to those gentle tugs at your soul to expand and open yourself to new possibilities. Hi, my name is Joanne Venegro Bromley, and I am so thrilled to be here today. Well, I'm going to change up the format a bit. You know, me and technology are not the greatest of friends, but I have a new sponsor who wants to be placed in the middle of my podcast. So I will give you my usual topic for the week, and then there will be a brief commercial, and then the interview with a new and exciting creative soul. Sponsors are needed to continue to do the work, but I assure you I will only bring you commercials that I believe will be useful in your life, and that is a promise. So hang in there and be sure to listen to the interviews because these people are brilliant and they're doing amazing things and their challenges and successes will help to support and encourage your creative journey. Their stories are important and so is yours. And who knows, maybe I will soon be interviewing you on this podcast about your discoveries and creations. It's just so exciting. So this has been a challenging week. I have felt ill all week, very nondescript, but not a head cold or a chest cold, just a bit of nausea and overall lethargy and just head fog. So to get anything done, it has been challenging. But just to update, I did do the karaoke competition last week. I did not make it through, but I enjoyed it so much I signed up to do it again. But with not feeling well... I couldn't prepare enough, so I resigned so that someone else could have an opportunity. I also bought my official domain name, artistrycollaborative.org. So next, be creating a website. (laughs) We'll see what the challenges that brings. Um, And we'll also start with those beautiful and wonderful uh, creative classes that I've promised. And I also have an official brochure. I really like it. It needs a few tweaks, but overall, I'm very proud of it and so fired up to be on this thrilling journey with you. Okay, so I've been taking a writing class and we were discussing how cooking was the ultimate creative act because it engages all of the senses, seeing, smelling, tasting, and feeling. And if you're full in, you're uh, working with your hands, kneading, and hearing. I mean, if it boils or sizzles. So then I remembered reading a book called How to Think Like Leonardo da Vinci, and it was a great book about engaging your senses. And this is a great lesson. We have become a numbed society, and then we further numb ourselves with addictive behaviors such as liquor or drugs or cell phones, anything that removes us from uh, truly feeling what's happening in our lives. And that in in and of itself is why creativity is so important. It opens up your senses. It engages you in multiple ways. Using a variety of materials, you're feeling and seeing, sometimes smelling and tasting. And the most important part of the process is to savor it. Yes, slow down. I rush. We rush to get to the next thing. But be here now, in the moment. Feel the colors. Smell the textures. Yes, I do know what I just said. I haven't gone completely crazy yet. (laughs) But if you would just take the time, what would blue feel like? What does it evoke? Red, 
green. What does burlap smell like? It has a distinct smell. Cotton? Wool? Wrapping a sandwich in cellophane brings a totally different experience from a sandwich wrapped in wax paper, right? I mean, it feels more nostalgic when it's wrapped in wax paper. If we just take a few seconds to absorb what we are doing. Now, if you're anything like me, you are throwing together a sandwich before you run out the door, eating on the drive to wherever, right? Sound familiar? But what a different experience if you created that sandwich carefully with intention of creating something delicious. Maybe a new cheese or a different bread, a new spread. And then you sat down and took a bite and chewed and felt the different tastes and textures in your mouth. What a different experience. Now I know you're thinking, what has this got to do with creativity? And wow, <laughs> now I'm really hungry, right? <laughs> but how we do anything is how we do everything. And by taking the time to be in the moment and experience with all of your senses will not only open us up to creativity, but will also engage ourselves more fully in our everyday lives. And it matters. Because without being present, without connection, you're just a machine punching in and out of your life. And that is not what you want for yourself. You deserve more, a bigger, fuller life. And it is what I want for you. I am hoping you are stretching yourself a bit and trying something new. I hope you begin to engage your senses. Try to incorporate as many senses as you can, even if it doesn't make sense. Feel color. Yeah, try it. You know, as always, you can reach out to me at artistrycollaborative at gmail.com and give me your feedback, your ideas, your accomplishments. And please stay tuned after the brief commercial because I have a wonderful um, guest. Her name is Gina Claprood and she's a great intuitive and author. She has a new book she just released. It's number six, I believe, on Amazon Books. It's called Queen Bee. And um, I'm just really excited to meet up with her and to offer what she has to share with you. So I know you will love her as much as I do already. And if for some reason we do not transition smoothly with this whole new format, just hang in there with me, okay? Keep following, keep sharing, and have the best week ever. And remember, keep on creating. Okay, so I am so excited to introduce you to Gina Claprood. 
Uh, she is an intuitive and also an author of three books, but her latest book is called The Queen Bee, and as of this morning, she is number one on Amazon. Yes. Yes. And um, I just, uh, I met her through a friend, and I'm getting to know her, but just from what I have read, I'm so excited, and uh, I hope that you will, well, I know you will, so we're just going to get going. Hi, Gina. Hi, Joanne. Thank welcome. you for having me. Oh, Thank you. You're welcome. I'm you're welcome. Um, so, intuitive. I want to just touch on that a little sure. bit. Um, when did you know you were intuitive? How did this all start? I knew I was intuitive when I was 15 years old. Maybe a little bit before then, but I would say it was confirmed at the age of 15. I would feel things like in my gut. Mm -hmm. If something felt right, like I would get a sense of things like in my stomach. And then when they felt off, I would get a different feeling and then I started to trust it. And then I started to have these thoughts of different things that were going to happen or not happen. And I started to just kind of follow it and go with that. Um, I started to explore it a little more and that's when I finally had a conversation with um, my mom and dad. And my dad actually said that um, intuition runs in my family. And I have an uncle um, who is very intuitive, and he had told me at the time, as long as you're open to it, um, you'll get you know stronger with your gift. And uh, little by little, I just started to actually practice, like testing myself, seeing what would happen. I started reading a regular deck of playing cards. Mm -hmm. um, I have a teacher from high school that would actually read cards and one day after class she was like oh let me show you and she showed me how to read a regular deck I know it sounds kind of random but I went home changed all the meanings of what she told me to my own it's kind of like my thing I do things my own way um, which is what we encourage exactly <laughs> and um, I just started doing it for fun but then little by little like things actually started happening and it just kind of took off from there and I would say as I grew older um, maybe when I got to like my mid 20s I ditched the cards and I just went with my gut Wow! so I've been um, doing intuitive sessions for clients for now over 25 years I have a lot of clients that have been with me from the beginning and some most I haven't even met because I do it all like throughout the United States um, a lot of sessions are online um, and it's just been an incredible way for me to get to know other people and hopefully have an influence on them now intuitive is that different from psychic growing up I honestly always did not identify with the word psychic because I just pictured like this old lady with a crystal, with a crystal ball, ball. <laughs> and there just seemed to be like a negative you know, a negative connotation to the word psychic, so I always called myself intuitive. I would say, yes, at the end of the day, it's probably the same thing, mm -hmm. um, but I feel that we can, like, I can maybe have a sense as to, like, what will happen in the future, but I also feel like there's certain things that are faded and certain things that you have control over, but at the end of the day, I feel we do have control mostly mm -hmm. on things, and I feel like psychic just kind of only stays within the vein of this is what's going to happen where intuition is you can kind of use that in your life to help 
guide you in the decisions that you make. So that's the angle that I've always come from. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how <clears throat> I feel angel cards versus tarot. Right. You know, it doesn't predict anything. It just says these are the challenges that are coming up and look for that and work with that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's so interesting. Yeah. Thank you. So, okay. I'm amazed because you're a mom of three mm -hmm. and, um, author of three books and yes. you work I do and uh, how do you fit all that in you know that is a question that's come up a lot um, you can actually read more about the reason why I do so much in the book because okay. it's part of my story um, actually but I would say I mean number one I joke around that I'm a Virgo so I feel like I've been cursed because growing up my mom is a Virgo and she would be doing a million things and I would be like mom like slow down and now I feel like that's kind of you know trickled down to me but honestly I feel like I'm just like internally motivated it's not for like external you know accolades or anything but if I believe in something I will keep myself busy with whatever I'm passionate about mm -hmm. so I do I work full-time um, I'm a general manager of a human services and education uh, staffing company. I was recently promoted actually in January, so I have that, you know, that I'm learning and navigating through right now. Um, I do, I do my um, intuitive sessions and life coaching. I have written three books. I have three boys. One's a teenager, 14, one's 12 in middle school, and then I have a four-year-old, so oh. I'm very busy. My husband works third shift, but I, somehow I just you know, do everything that I can and I try not to overwhelm myself, although I will say 2019 has definitely been um, overwhelming, but in a good way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you, you shot out of the, the barrel. Yeah. And force. it's a little scary, actually. I mean, I feel like, you know, not to be like a, you know, a downer, but like, I feel like the last like, you know, eight, 10 years have not been kind to mm -hmm. me in various ways. And I feel like now it's like maybe karma is maybe finally tipping in my direction, but it's happening all at once. So I'm going with it as much as I can because I just feel like you never know when the other shoe will drop. Mm -hmm. um, not that I'm expecting it to. I try not to live like that. But, you know, if the universe wants to send me some good juju for a change, I'm definitely going to take it and run with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I also think that the down times are times to prepare you. Yes. You know, because there's this wonderful thing that T.D. Jake says in one of his books. And he's like, you know, you want to win the lottery. You want to do this. You want to mm -hmm. do that. Mm -hmm. But have you prepared yourself for what's going to happen when that happens? There, there will be wonderful things right. but there's like, you know, all these people who want to be famous mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of other stuff that comes with mm -hmm. that besides Absolutely. just going to parties and wearing pretty dresses right. so right. Um, so yeah I think that everything leads you to something mm -hmm. else mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. so Queen B where, where did this where oh. did this book come okay. from and so so I'll back it up to my first book which is called you can be a selfish bee and that book was born um, in coaching my clients. I found there was always this common thread among different types of clients that I have, whether it was, you know, issues they were having in relationships, at work, with their health. They were never putting their own happiness and their own needs first. They were always sacrificing themselves. And I felt like they felt that they were in these unique situations 
but I'm sitting kind of like in my seat saying I could pair you up with five other people in the same situation as you only the players are different and I felt like I was constantly repeating myself like you got to do what you want to do you have to put yourself first it's okay so then I started running a workshop how you can be a selfish bee and in the workshops the you know mostly women you know would attend and they would relate to each other and share their stories and cry and laugh exchange phone numbers at the end I was like wow you know I'm really on to something um, so after when I first wrote the first book I um, didn't tell anyone that I was writing it uh, I was going through a very stressful time in my life which I write about in this book finally and I just needed an outlet so I was like what am I getting one day I was just like you know what um, it, it's no secret I like my whiskey old-fashions I was like there's so many you can drink of those <laughs> to keep your sanity I was like I need an outlet so I sat down one night um, and I just started writing and it was basically the premise for my workshops everything that I've learned in a little like how-to book um, I didn't tell a soul like I said that I was writing it I decided to self-publish because I think in life you have people that you know they're like oh when you're ready let me know I know this one I know that that one but when it comes down to it they're not there so I was like you know what I'm gonna take the bull by the horns and do this myself I taught myself how to self-publish and I did and when I got the approval from Amazon that it was approved then I told my husband and everyone else like hey I'm going to be a published author. And then right after I wrote the first book, um, the second one kind of came to me because I was like, oh, I wish I wrote about that and I wish I wrote about that. So I wrote the second book kind of as a little bit of a longer version of the first, kind of like the first is a how-to and the second version is, okay, now that you know how, this is how you actually apply it. So um, that book is called Little Girl Should Be Seen and Not, the not is crossed off, heard. Um, something that my grandmother would actually always say to me, little girl should be seen and not heard. Mm -hmm. And I kind of put a spin on that because my grandmother was a spitfire and she was definitely heard. <laughs> and I think that I take a, I take after her a lot, but maybe, you know, growing up in, um, you know, an Italian Catholic family, we were, I was more told to like, you know, not be bold, to sit there and like know my place. Um, but my grandmother was definitely bold. So I kind of feel like, she was trying to just protect me from society if I was a little too outspoken, which I had never been. Um, so that book was dedicated to both my grandmothers because I always felt like they were opposite from each other. One was very laid back and one was very, you know, um, uh, what's the word? Uh, Forthright. Yes, she was a firecracker. <laughs> and I feel like they both balanced each other and I have a little bit of both of them in me. Mm -hmm. The third book came, I had no plans to write a third book. And I'll be honest with you, I... Um, went to see a medium um, and my stepfather had passed away so I was hoping to go and like hear from him and um, it was my mom my sister myself that had seen this medium and when I, it was my turn I was the last one to go she had told me she's like you know your stepdad Michael is here and he is so proud that you're an author and you have another book coming out and at the time the second book was actually gonna be coming out and I said oh yeah you know it's I have a second book coming out in a few weeks and she's like no there's a third book and I was like, oh, I don't have any intention of writing a third book. I wonder what it could be, you know? And she said, he wants you to watch for the signs. So a few nights later, I had a dream of him showing me a book. And in the book, I was flipping through the pages and I saw it was like all these women, like their stories. And at the end, it was like, I am a selfish bee. I am a boss. I am a beauty. And I woke up, I saw the cover and everything. I woke up and I was like, I think I know what I'm going to do, what I need to do for my third book.
So I got in contact with, God, I think a hundred women that had come to me in some form after reading the first two books, how they related to it. And I asked them if they would be willing to share their story for this book. And I ended up with 32 of us that have um, contributed a piece of themselves, ourselves, to this book. And we call it the Queen Bee because we're taking the notion of being a selfish bee, like, to the top. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of books out there right now about self-love and loving yourself. This book is definitely about that. And I feel that this book, though, is women that have had no choice but to put themselves first in their lives, whether it's, you know, at work, in relationships, abuse. There's women that talk about, you know, attempts with suicide um, and how they just had to, like, really dig in and not give up. Uh, it's definitely inspirational. And I'm just blessed knowing how it all kind of came together to see it go to number one is definitely like um something that i won't ever ever forget and always be grateful for well i it, you know i'm listening to you <laughs> yeah i need to be your client number one um but self-love learning to love myself is my life lesson mm -hmm. it's my biggest lesson mm -hmm. um and again grew up i my mother's side was Portuguese, my father's side was Italian, and um, I came from a family of five, and the boys were the boys, yes. and we're the girls. Yes. And um, and self-love is just really, really difficult. It is. It's just really, mm -hmm. really hard. Mm -hmm. And I just went to see um, this new movie with um, Rebel Wilson. I don't know if you've seen the thing. I want to see that. You have to go yes. see it. It's um, yeah. fun, it's cute, but it's about self-love. Okay. And it's, it's you know, she's looking for that, mm -hmm. you know, that guy. Mm -hmm. And it's it's about, you got to love I know. this first, yes. you know? So true. And it's such an mm -hmm. important it is. lesson. It is. And, um, I mean, that's that that's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. And yeah. how, how wonderful, well, you're open to your inner promptings mm -hmm. of, mm -hmm. and you've got big ones. you got, we, we get little uh, mm -hmm. tinges, you mm -hmm. get you know, probably two by fours. <laughs> Sometimes, yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, but that's, that is so great, you know, and again, it's all, it's, it's the creativity. I can't push it enough. People think I just want to create painters or, or, or dancers. Or, it, it, mm -hmm. It's so much bigger than that. Mm -hmm. um, and it is really like, the segment I do before this is um, about senses and engaging our senses. Mm -hmm. And we're so you know, and you know, you said you were Virgo, so you, I'm Aquarius, <laughs> okay. and I have the disease too. Okay. You know, just yeah. like, and my daughter and I, and my daughter's a Sag, and mm -hmm. she's like, there's just so much I want to do, you know, mm -hmm. and there is, mm -hmm. you know, um, and it's a great place to be, but sometimes yeah. it feels overwhelming. Absolutely. But if you just take that one mm -hmm. little step, but if you take that step and really be in it, be in it, yes. you know, I, I made the analogy of. You know, if, if you're anything like me, you're throwing a sandwich together as you're walking out the door and you're chewing while you're driving and, you know, and mm -hmm. I said, you know, if you took the time to make the sandwich, you know, choose a different bread and, and, you know, put it together and then sat 
right. and chewed and tasted, it's a whole different experience, right? Right. right. But we don't we don't do that. Or just that. like the sandwich that you like, that's your standard go-to sandwich, and appreciate it and like really savor it. Yeah. You know what I mean, you might you not you might not even have to change the sandwich. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like love the sandwich, but that taste you it. Have. Exactly. Actually taste it, because exactly. like I chew and swallow, yeah. chew and yeah. swallow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Get it 100%. in, and you know, and yeah. um, and yeah. and you know, and it, again, it's. We, we try to run like even when I'm reading a book I gotta get to the end like mm-hmm, you know what I mean mm-hmm. it's like take it in that's take what's it nice in. too about this book is like you don't there's no like end so you can read like a few chapters of different stories and then pick it up again it's a definitely an easy read um, for sure yeah mm-hmm. that is so exciting yeah. so now you also talked about your workshops do you still do workshops or? I do I still do workshops I do uh, vision board workshops um, I recently started doing one where it's chakra based so we kind of look at like the different chakras and their healing properties and what they're known for and how we can get that onto your board so you are manifesting things that are also good to keep you in alignment and have good energy. I do workshops on how to let shit go. I don't know if I can say that. Oh, right. absolutely. Okay. You can let say anything go. you want. <laughs> um, you know, declutter your mind, declutter your house. We do that. Um, I still do how you can be a selfish bee. Um, and then I do some like leadership type of workshops. Wow. Yes. Yeah. You're amazing. Oh, I'm not really amazing. I think I'm just, um, well, you're driven. doing my thing. I'm yeah. definitely driven. Yeah. I'm just doing my thing right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. This is just, this is great. Thank you. Is there anything else you want to talk about that you want the people to know or, um, to get in touch with you? I mean, they can go to your website. Yep. They can go to my website, uh, Gina Clapprood.com. That's C L A P P R O O D. Um, I basically do uh, intuitive sessions either in person or online. I do, um, some crystal therapy sessions as well that are pretty cool. And I swear since I've been, I know I'm going to sound kind of like, whoa, out there right now, but since I've been like involved with like the energy of crystals, all this stuff has happened like out of the gate. So I, I have to give some props to, to crystals because, um, I don't know if my energy has been blocked and now it's open, but um, it's pretty cool. So I do crystal sessions. Um, I do, I have clients that, you know, they just need that other person to talk to on the other side. And I have clients that will, um, uh, they, I have a service where they can like contact me as much as they want. They can text me, email me, and I'm there in their pocket for whenever things arise. Um, so uh, I love what I do. And I'm, I think I'm authentic in what I do. Mm-hmm. So I'll always, you know, be honest with you if I think you're on the right path, but if you're not on the right path, um, I'll kind of tell you what I'm thinking. If you absolutely feel that you need to stay on the path, I don't think you should be on. I'll support you, but I'll also be, I'll keep it real with you. And if you need tough love, I have no problem doing that either. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Well, you have to reach out to the, you have to get a copy of the Queen Definitely Bee. get a copy of the book. <laughs> We're on tour. Um, if I can talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we started a book tour. Like I said, there's 32 of us. Most of us are local to Rhode Island, but we've got some people in Florida and, um, California, which is pretty cool. New York. Um, so we are, we're having a private launch party this weekend. We're also going to be at Stillwater Books in Pawtucket next Friday at six. Um, books are also going to be available for sale there ongoing as well as Barrington books retold on March 2nd Nice. and then we're available and we have a few things lined up for speaking engagements and book signings and 
It's going to be pretty All cool. this will be on your website? It's all going to be on my website. Awesome. Yep. Now, Barrington Books, there's one in Cranston and there's one in Barrington. We're, yes, we're going to be at the one in Cranston okay. and then most likely the one in Barrington. My other books are available there as Great. well. So That's yeah. so exciting. Yes, well, thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate much. it, really. It, thank uh, you. Good luck. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you're, you're doing amazing things, and that's that's what I love to hear. Thank you. All right. Check her out now. Welcome, welcome, creative souls. I am here with Diane Lupo, um, and I met Diane because I auditioned for her. She's doing, uh, I never get this, this Neither title do I. right. Neither do I, don't feel bad. But all I remember, all I really need to know, I learned in kindergarten. And as I had mentioned in a previous thing, I had gotten cast, and I was so excited because I love this book and I love this show. And I had to drop out because I'm having foot surgery. But I'm here with Diane, the director. And um, so let's let's talk to Diane. Hi, Diane. Hi, Joanne. Thank you for interviewing oh, me. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So, so much to um, talk about. How is how is the show coming? It's coming along. Amazingly, um, because you dropped out, <laughs> we had a few glitches. You dropped out early, but early on. So we recovered because I had... For some reason, um, added an extra cast member uh, because I liked his physical comedy. Someone who's never acted, never other than sixth grade, never been on stage before. And I just knew he had the timing. He had something. So he assumed all your parts, thank God. <laughs> and, he's do, he, and he's the first one to be off script. Uh -huh. Imagine that. And we haven't been in the theater actually to rehearse so we've been going into all the little private places to rehearse so i'm excited this week we actually get to be in theater Space. and make sure we have everything blocked correctly and get going yeah you know? but it's, yeah. A, it's a great cast it's a, a fun play and poignant yeah it, it it is the it is i one of my things when i was um Act, well, I, I'm acting, but I always not only wanted to entertain, but I wanted to inspire and inform, like just to make people think a little bit. I'm not saying think like me. I'm just saying think differently or look at things Open from a mind. different perspective. Yeah. Yes. And I read this book when I was in college and I just loved it. And then when I saw that there was um, a play, I didn't really read the play until I saw it um, in a performance with, um, I used to bring high schools to the drama festival and yes. St. Ray's did it. And it, it was, it was at the level of Broadway. It was wow. so fabulous. And I'm like, this is, I have to do this place at some point in my life. And, um, and when I had the opportunity to be in it, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a great perspective for me later down the road to direct it. And, um, unfortunately, you know, timing is everything. And, it is, it is what it is. You know, um, I was, it wasn't meant to be this time, but I was meant to meet you. So that's all a great thing. Same here. Um, so I want to talk about acting and I want to talk about, you said music is, was a big part of your life. And so have you always felt like you were creative or did you come into well, it? Well, I started piano lessons at three because my older sisters were taking piano lessons. And after they were done, I would go down and play their pieces and my mother so my mother started me at three so yes <laughs> my father was a singer in his before the war and oh, that was wow. his career route but then world war ii happened and that changed his life but he always sang and music was always my mother was a big band jazz fanatic my father was an opera fanatic 
and uh, I love jazz and blues. So we, we always had music time at dinner, you know, and everybody got to choose an album to play. Remember those? Oh, wow. <laughs> the vinyl album. So we music was a big part of our family. And um, I continued in first grade. I You know, any theater production, I was in it. And any, uh, any musical activity, I was in it uh, all through school, all through high school. And uh, it was it was a huge part of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. I knew it was my path. Yeah. So did you go to college? Did you study? Did you go to conservatory? Well, I started uh, voice lessons. I, I I think I was thirteen. I remember I had to walk a couple of miles to the bus, go down to Providence, go up to the East Side at thirteen. Imagine letting a kid do that now. Yeah. And uh, so I began voice lessons early. I, I began studying at Trinity Rep with Bob Colonna when Dee Dee Cummings was there, and it was a great environment. And uh, through high school, I was in the drama festivals and received a few awards. And from our, we did the uh, original theater pieces in high school. So we had to. I I wrote two years. I wrote the play, wrote the music, directed and acted. Oh wow! <laughs> and choreographed. Some oh of my it. god! So I was always one of those people um, to study mm-hmm. and uh, with everybody. <laughs> I, I had a lot of great teachers. I went to Berkeley for three semesters. And uh, while I was there, two of the teachers were forming a band and said, hey, do you want to go on the road? And that oh, wow. changed my destiny. And I did. And for a year, I traveled with eight guys in the Brotherhood Band, which was a great experience. And from that, I, I knew that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to entertain. I kept thinking Broadway, but Broadway was dead back then. It was not a big deal. There was not a lot of opportunity. So I had a Vegas style show band and I did uh, impersonations and theater productions and a Bette Midler review for 14 years. Uh, So I did a lot of dancing, singing. I studied privately with um, Giancarlo Minotti in New York and Marty Lawrence in New York and uh, my greatest teacher, Dante Pavone in Boston, who was working with the cast of Jesus Christ Superstar at the time. And working in smoky nightclubs six nights a week, 50 weeks a year, I developed asthma oh. from the secondhand smoke. And he saved me. That that voice teacher saved me with his breathing techniques. So now I incorporate all of that into my life. I teach breathing. I teach a little, a little bit of voice, but um, I'm also a Reiki master teacher. And uh, I incorporate all of that into my Reiki practice. So... Wow. It's come full circle, I feel. And now I'm directing again. I I started last year, uh, actually, we performed it last year, but three years ago, we began having the experience with Roland Comtois. It was a, it's a Broadway production about his near-death experience, uh, full musical. And we began with Roland not being able to even sing a note. Like he couldn't, he is, because he's a medium, it was difficult for him to hear pitch. So I worked with him for three years, and he's doing beautifully now. the The show is great. It's it's about to um, go back on tour in the fall, so that's another project. And then this came in. Wow! <laughs> so I'm having fun with this cast and this this piece of work because it's so different. Yeah, it's very. It different. is very different. Each scene is a whole different ball game. Yeah. You know and. Uh, it's not like everybody has a character that they, they're working on. They have a 
different character every scene. Right. So it's a lot even for the actors to make all these adjustments. And they do a little singing, too. So, right, right. Yeah. And I know when I direct, I start off with a concept, and then it just evolves as yeah. as you are working because it changes with the talent that you have and exactly. working with their their weaknesses and their strengths and, and the flu. We've, yeah, <laughs> our cast has had the flu so the last two weeks. So yeah, you improvise. Yeah. So have you had any surprises? Like you're like, wow, I didn't know that was there. Uh, well, there have been quite a few surprises because of the flow of this piece, and uh, and because each scene there's two acts and I'm, I'm calling them scenes but they're little vignettes really and uh, each one is so different that uh, to have a concept and then see what the actor brings in like you said it changes maybe what the concept is but I, I knew this going in and I, I'm very loose about my image I have an idea of some particular things I definitely want to be a part of it and some of them I hold on to and some of them I do let go um, but I know that it's going to have a life of its own. Mm -hmm. And my whole job is to make sure there just are not any traffic jams. So I feel I'm more of a traffic director okay. yeah, <laughs> than yeah. an acting director because the piece itself has so much energy in each scene and different kinds. Some of it is a little dark and some of it is hilarious. Right. You know, so it's blending it all and getting it to flow. And as I keep telling the cast, it's keeping the audience surprised. Yeah. You know, that's the big thing is keeping them surprised. And there's a lot of physical comedy in this, too. So, um, And when you have physical comedy, you never, and I know this firsthand when I did the Bette Midler review, it was different every night. Yeah. The jokes were different every night. The choreography changed because you play off the crowd. And um, I see this happening. I have a feeling the cast is going to be very surprised <laughs> when they perform this for the first time. They're going to be amazed at how talented they are. Uh -huh. I don't think they fully realize how talented they are. Yeah. Because this is a tough piece to pull off. It is. It is. And, it, you know, and for those who don't are not familiar with it, I mean, it's just these wonderful slices of life. Yes. Um, and they're, they're just they just move you in so many ways. And again, like you said, some of them are darker, but they still bring you to the light. You know, yeah. um, they may start off sad. And I thought that was hilarious, me being a Reiki master, right? So <laughs> here I, I, I did a, a near-death experience show just recently, and now I'm doing a show about the light, living in the light. So I have a feeling this was God sent to yeah. me, you know. Yeah. It's just oh, I, I believe everything is. is divinely timed, you know. Like I said, I'm deeply disappointed that I'm not in the show, but I, I just am, know I that. I am too. I'm disappointed you're not. <laughs> yeah, but I... I I, it, it just wasn't, it just wasn't the time, you know, right. um, but, um, I'm, I'm excited to see it. I hope I can hobble in and get in there and, and get to see it. But, um, you know, like I said, it, it's a show about life and, and, and the craziness of life. And it just, uh, it, he does it in such, I know he did a, a book called working. Um, was it, no, that's Duds Turkel. That's somebody else. I don't know. But there's just the way it, it was written um, was just so life affirming. And well, it's something everyone at every age can relate to. Yes. And, and that's the nice part. Uh, at first, I thought it was more geared for an older audience. But the more, you know, I, I got into it, I said, oh, this is this is great for teens. I, I encouraged a lot of our teachers to 
make a plan and bring their students yes. because it's great for teens to see. Um, I think it should be toward the to high school. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, that would be I great. mean, I think one of the most profound uh, pieces is the the. Um, That's not a bad idea, Joanne. You got my wheels turning. I'm telling you, um, <laughs> hello PTO presidents everywhere. The, bring this um, in. The the. The cemetery with the uh, bench. The bench, yeah. You know, um, like I had said, I meant I lost my son two years ago, and my goal. One time, I came home, and uh, he was in construction. He was a glass glazer, but he also did construction on the side because he was laid off a lot um, because of the weather or whatever. So I came home one day, and he goes, "Mom, come outside. I want to show you something." And I went outside, and there was this huge bench. And literally no plans, no nothing. He had a saw and a nail gun and his mind. And he created this huge bench. He goes, sit in it, sit in it. And you had to like climb into it. And I'm like, Jared, this is so big. And he goes, yeah, mom. He goes, because I want you to feel like you're a kid again when you sit in it. You know? Oh, I love that. Touch my heart. So I have a picture of it. So I have planned um, and I'm trying to work with his best friend who's in construction, but they just had a baby boy. God bless. And um, but I want to recreate that bench at City Park because we used to live in Warwick. Oh my gosh, that'd be great. As a to feel like a kid again. Yes, yeah. to feel it. And I want to put that on the plaque. You know, because he was always oh. like, hold on. He, yeah. Matter of fact, a couple of weeks before he passed, he goes, you know, Mom, I really don't like this growing up stuff. <laughs> and I said, I'm sorry, honey. I said, I just thought about having babies. I didn't think about them growing up into adults and having to do adult stuff. But that that symbol of sitting and reflecting is just so powerful as opposed to a stone on the ground, you know? Exactly. You know, yeah. and so, yeah, that may seem far-fetched from a – high school standard, but they're losing a lot of their classmates a lot with this opioid crisis and all of that going on. And to put that in their head, to have a life that you can reflect on or to think about where you... What better age group to do that to? Yeah, than, so it's a, there were so many great lessons. You know, and the just, businessman in the briefcase, the businessman who's so busy he doesn't even realize this. And I've done this. You put a <laughs> coffee cup on the roof. I drove around once with a box of Tide on my roof because I was in such a hurry. And and he's oblivious to his neighbors trying to warn him because he's so involved with himself, you know. So there's so many good lessons yeah. in this and funny moments. And we have to laugh at ourselves because, like I said, I I was just like him at one point. And I, you know, you get to look at yourself and what are you going to do? You laugh about it. Right. You know, right. hopefully we grow and get out of ourselves and our egos at some point. So. And and I want to touch on the Reiki too because Reiki I say it wrong, um, because uh, a lot of I just believe creativity and spirituality are combined. Um, I my passion for this is because I feel when you're doing a creative act, you are connecting to your divine. I just that's what God is. Um, and even if you don't believe in God and you believe just in a universal power, whatever mm-hmm. that is, I think creativity is essential. And I'm not saying. Because I'm going to, I teach less class. I, well, I'm beginning to teach classes and, and I don't, I'm not going to teach you how to paint. I'm going to teach you how to play. Um, because I think when you're in the process of creating, that's when you are open to inspiration exactly. and where you have to go. So I'm not trying to make a bunch of artists, which would be a great thing, but that's not the outcome. The outcome is to 
open up yourself to what you really, really, that's why this is called inner promptings, because we get those feelings, we get those things and we push them down, which again goes to kindergarten. You know, you're in kindergarten, everybody raises their hand. I can sing, I can dance, I can, you know, and then it just, no inhibitions. Yeah. Yeah. And then it just gets pushed away. Like, no, I can't do that. No, you know, well, we become afraid of what other people will think. Yeah. My Reiki practice is called inner voice Reiki for that reason. Mm -hmm. You know, I, and that's, Probably one of the biggest things I help uh, people remember is to just listen to your gut. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have a feeling about something or if something doesn't resonate with you, it doesn't feel right, if someone doesn't vibe with you, then let it go. You know, go keep moving forward because people get stuck. They think something's wrong with them. They uh, they they become afraid. They let fear begin to rule their decision-making and then they make a lot of bad decisions because of it. So once we open up to that connection, like you're saying, and free ourselves. Right. And that's the first thing is to just free ourselves from all those constraints, those grown-up or those societal restraints. Then we can um, tap into that energy. And yeah. it's a great energy. Isn't it, it really is. And yeah. I, I just think that we've been told so many times that you can't be free because you're being wild or you're being, you know, uncontrolled. Yeah, and behave. Yeah. And it, 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 I got told that a lot in my life. <laughs> I was a good girl. I was, I tried for perfection and, you know, ugh, that, that, you know, you fall on your face a lot, but, um, yeah, uh, th- that's awesome. So what else is on your agenda? Uh, what's coming up because you seem like a woman who's got her hand in a lot of pots i i do well as i said um i'm just now beginning work with roland again to uh we we redesigned his play to because we first did it at the woonsocket stadium big huge production so we're in the process now scaling it down a bit for some smaller theaters um that he's doing in maryland and connecticut um i think Pennsylvania or New Jersey that so he's got a little tour happening Florida um so we'll begin working actually this Wednesday I begin working wow. with him on on work scaling it down and blocking it a little differently and uh so this voice. cast is able to just do all that or do you how, how does that work well this, uh, Roland's play is a cast of one it's a one-man show and is it Roland it's Roland oh it's Roland doing the singing and Roland doing wow. the acting which isn't you know really a, a lot of acting on his end because it was his story his story yeah but um but you know how it is you have to learn how to tell that story which he's been telling the story about our loved ones on the other side for years and years and years as a medium his challenge is staying focused in the present and not allowing that world to interrupt him yeah. uh, while he's singing or while he's talking so that in and of itself is a challenge for him and for anyone directing him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, he's an, an immense, he has a great singing voice. And uh, whoever the voice teacher was who told him he would never be able to sing, I proved her wrong, totally. He can sing a cappella now, in tune. So I'm very proud of him. And I'm, um, I love the play because it really gives us hope and understanding that there is more yeah. than what we see. Oh, this is, yeah. And that our loved ones are always with us. They hear us. They go through the holidays with us. They enjoy our great moments, and they're with us when we're down. So I see all that, you know, and it, it's a it's a great experience. And I have lots of Reiki on the agenda. I'm doing classes 
again beginning probably June and July. I want to take it easy a little bit and recuperate after this show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just want to get this off the ground. And um, it, because it is a musical review, uh, it's it's sometimes a musical. It's an interesting play the way it was scripted. You can do all speaking parts mm-hmm. or you can do all musical or you can do a little bit combination so yeah. we're doing a combination because the cast was so good at some of the funny parts that i had to let it go i didn't want to have the music take away from them and uh so come and see it it'll it, you'll you'll love it so let's give the information it opens may 9th may Thursday, 9th and it it runs god for three weeks so you have lots of opportunities to see it Thursday yes. through Sunday, then Friday through Sunday, and then Thursday through Sunday again, ending, I believe it's the 27th of May. Okay. And, and this is at the Arctic Playhouse. The Arctic Playhouse. You get tickets at thearcticplayhouse.com. Mm-hmm. Very easy to get to. Um, great parking. There's the post office right across the street. It's a lovely little theater they serve free cookies and popcorn (laughs) i know a lot of my friends were all jazzed about that free popcorn and they serve wine and beer which a lot of my friends were jazzed about that too so it's a it's a lovely community of volunteers yeah all the people that work there volunteer yeah actually i just got an email today looking for people for this weekend to help uh, with the new space they're going to be having a new space and they need painters and uh cop and you don't have to have great skills just you know be able to hand you know the new place is centerville bank donated a building (sighs) which will be the home of the new arctic playhouse which is going to blow people away yeah there's a cabaret that is almost done with a beautiful bar, a beautiful stage, nice lighting. The atmosphere is, oh, you feel like you're in a New York place. You yeah, know? it's nice. just got that jazz to it. And then the theater will be to die for. It's just beautiful. It's going, it's going to be beautiful. Yeah. I've seen the pictures, and they, they're really doing it right. So I'm excited for them. If you can donate money to the Arctic Playhouse, do it. Because what they've done for that community and for so many people, I mean, tickets are only $13 in advance. Yeah. So where can you go for $13? Yeah, we would. We, we're and looking get free into, cookies and popcorn it, and entertainment. We're looking into <laughs> this other company, and the ticket was $38. I can't afford $38. No, and if you want you know to bring I mean? your family or the kids, it's... Yeah, it's, and you bring know. your kids. It, this is a family oh, event. Absolutely. It absolutely... You're going to... There are a couple of swear words, but nothing too oh, bad. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure that... Nothing that you don't hear on it. TV nowadays. Exactly. So. Um, and also, Diane, how... Would you do you want to share your information so if they're interested in the Reiki or well sure I'm in a voice Reiki on Facebook or dianelupo.com uh you can reach me either place and okay. uh, that usually Facebook private message me and uh, get a hold of me that way is yeah. the easiest way and um or dianelupo444 at gmail.com. There That's my go. email. I go. call on the angels whenever I can. Oh, I tell you, <laughs> man, 444 and 333 are my best friends. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Got to have them. Well, 
this is this was wonderful and I do want to give a shout out to the cast. Oh, absolutely, mind, absolutely. I have to tell you about the cast. Linda DiStefano and Maureen Noel are veteran actresses who've been in a lot of theaters, many plays. You may have seen them. They're phenomenal. Rose Racine has been acting in Massachusetts and she just recently moved to Rhode Island and she has she's a uh, I believe she plays viola. And she's a great musician. She's a good singer and actress. She brings so much life to the play. And, um, you know, I think if anyone's been to the Attic Playhouse, you also know Brittany Vieira. She's been in a, a few things and she's been in other playhouses around the state and very talented young actress. And Russ Smith has a radio program on Tuesday nights from URI. He's got the voice that I'll tell you, I was blessed that he walked in because he belonged in the Broadway production of this. Wow. Okay? And then newcomer, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff Massery, who hadn't acted. He just came to the audition because his girlfriend wanted to audition and he wanted to support her. They were her. there when I auditioned, <laughs> yes, actually. So. Yes, they walked and, in. Um, and you throw something at Jeff and he's like, oh, yeah, I can do that. And it's done. So... Um, they're a fabulous, fabulous cast. I say they weren't put into these parts. These parts were written for them. Awesome. That's how much of a fit I feel this is for them. And I guarantee anyone who comes down is going to have a good time. Awesome. Awesome. And again, this is what I love about stretching yourself and trying something. This kid didn't do anything since, you know, grammar school. And here he is. He goes, yeah, well, it's never too late. He, yeah, it's Look at not. Me, I'm 64. Oh. And it's like, I feel like everything's just finally. Happening. Falling into place. Yes. Yeah. I'm doing yeah. all the things I love and I'm, I'm learning as I go. I'm learning new things and all the things I did from my, you know, childhood up are now being utilized. Yes. I'm like, oh yeah, I know how to do that. You know, yeah. I studied mine with Judy Gorham from the Royal Academy and, um, I never thought I would do it. I thought it was a, there was a cute boy in the class I wanted to meet. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to take that class. And, uh, now, you know, it's coming in handy. I yeah. never really used it except for maybe in my show a couple of times. But yeah. Well, that's, you know, and that's one of the things I tell my daughter is, you know, these things, you find yourself in these places and you go, why am I, I've always questioned myself, why am I here? Why am I here? Why am I in this particular, and everything that I've done in my life, even though it didn't seem like it was aligned with what I felt like, I, it always, I have, served a purpose. It did. Yeah. It did. And it builds. Yeah. It builds, right. you, you know, your repertoire. Go with the flow. You Remember really the 70s? Do. Absolutely. Go with the flow. Go with the flow, baby. <laughs> Thank you so, so much. Thank you, Joanne. And um, again, for your support. Oh, we appreciate please it. reach and out. And your prayers. In my <laughs> prayers that everyone's healthy. Yes. Oh, gosh. Yes, yes. Um, check it out. The Arctic Playhouse coming up in May. Uh, ArcticPlayhouse.com, I'm yeah. sure. Uh, get your tickets. You're going to love it. Uh, you're going to enjoy it. And if you see Diane in the audience, go Thank her for this wonderful production. Oh, All right. Be well and keep on creating. Hello, creative souls, and welcome back to Inner Promptings, the podcast to support and inspire your creative essence, a platform that will encourage you to listen to those gentle tugs at your soul to expand and open yourself to new possibilities. Hi, my name is Joanne Venegro Bromley, and I am so happy to have you join me today. So beautiful people, uh, it's been a while and I apologize for that, but you know how it goes. We make plans and the universe laughs. 
I've been going through some bumps in the road, as we all do, and figuring and reconfiguring my plans, as always. As I had said in the past last podcast, I got cast into a wonderful play called All I Really Needed to Learn, I Learned in Kindergarten, based on that wonderful book by Robert Fulgham. Unfortunately, I had to drop out, um, which totally broke my heart, but... Um, it's okay. I had to work on getting my foot repaired and Tuesday I'm going in for surgery. So, you know, you got to take care of yourself first. So the timing just wasn't in the cards. But I did, however, want to touch on some of the wonderful lessons in this play, uh, as well as the book. And later on, I will interview Diane Lupo, who is the director of the play. And I hope you tune in for that and listen and go see the show because I'm telling you, it will move you, you will be delighted, and you will laugh, and you'll be inspired, and that is what good entertainment is all about, and what it should do. Okay, so, the show opens, and you find yourself in a kindergarten class, and the teacher asks all the students, who can sing? And they all excitedly put up their their hands, ooh, 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 I can sing, oh, I absolutely can sing, I'm the best at singing, right? They all are so excited. Um, and then uh, the teacher goes, well, what about if you didn't know the words? And they're like, oh, that's okay. I'll just make up my own words. Yeah, that's fine. And so they're just being spontaneous and, 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 and open. So then the teacher goes on to ask, okay, who can dance? Oh, 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 oh. They all raise their hands again. I can dance. I'm really good at dancing. I have wonderful moves, right? That, that they're all got their, their enthusiasm for it. And they're so excited. And um, I really just love their enthusiasm. And so then she goes on to ask, okay, who can draw? And they're like, oh, I can draw. And she goes, well, what if you had to draw a frog on a rocket and Mars? And they're like, oh, that's fine. I can do that. Like, it doesn't have to make any sense. It's just the fun and the excitement of doing it. And so the, the scene moves on and the teacher is now asking a bunch of teenagers in high school. And they ask the same questions, you know, who can sing? And they're like, oh, no, I only sing in the shower or, oh, never. Or maybe um, who can uh, dance? Oh, man. Oh, maybe if it's a slow dance, but uh, I'm not going there. And who can draw? Oh, well, I draw in class, but I'm not very good. Like they just diminish their, their talents. And then it goes on to asking adults. And you know the answers that you give. Oh, I don't have time for that, or maybe after three martinis, or uh, whatever the bevy of excuses we give ourselves. We judge ourselves before someone else might, and so we stop ourselves. And all of it, I mean, all the enthusiasm and the excitement and spontaneity is gone. It's pushed deep down, and... This is just, this, this, this kills me. It hurts me. And, and, and I deal with it too. Um, but we wait on it. We wait for the right circumstances. Well, guess what? There are no right circumstances. The time is now. And it's, it, there's nothing more beautiful than watching someone sing from the deep recesses of their heart. It doesn't even matter if they're good. We get pulled into the excitement and the and the joy that they're feeling from just letting it all out 
And just the other day, I was watching this video of this 96-year-old woman. I, I think it was some kind of event, like at an anniversary or a, a wedding, but they were doing line dancing, and she was swinging and smiling and shaking it away. And I, I, I wanted to be there. I wanted to be in that. I wanted to be her. And it's just beautiful. Now, as you have figured by now, uh, if you've been listening along, that a lot of what I talk about is very spiritual too. I am passionate about creativity because I'm passionate about life. And I believe that when you open yourself up to creative pursuits and exploration, you open yourself up to life. You retune and refine your place in the world and in all this madness that we deal with on a daily basis. You engage more with people and with nature and, and moments. You begin to use your senses more, being more alive and excited about possibilities. And I believe we can get back to that childhood enthusiasm for everything. I mean, why not try? You know, the reason that we came up with the name Artistry Collaborative is because we believe that you can decipher Tri from artistry and lab from collaborative. So we're the home of Trilab because that's all we ask is that you try. That's all it takes to explore and to discover and to learn. We need to say yes more often. Yes, I can try. Yes, I can do it. Forget about how it looks. Enjoy the moment, the activity, the camaraderie of engaging in something besides your phone or your television. Now, the last time we talked, I asked you to write down five dreams and to flesh them out. So did you do it? Did you think it was silly or that you couldn't come up with anything? I mean, please tell me that wasn't your excuse because you know that's just BS. You know it. And look, if nothing changes, if you change nothing, nothing changes. You need to change it up. Now, I want to tell you a story of a class I used to teach called Excuse Me, Your Life is Waiting, and it's based on a book by Lynn Grabhorn. And so part of the curriculum that I developed, I used to have my students write down five dreams. And there was this one woman who just sat there and she goes, no, I don't have any dreams. And I said, what? And she's like, no, she's like, my husband retired and I'm just about to retire and we raised our family and I'm done. That, that was it. And I said, what? I, this is what? This is the perfect time to be dreaming. This is the time that you have time to follow through on all those those things that you've always wanted to do. So I really, I got on her and I said, come on, we're going to sit down. We're going to come up with dreams. And she's like, no, 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 I don't have it. I said, yes, you have dreams. And so the first thing I said was, come on, something. And then she finally broke down a little bit and she goes, well, you know, I did always want to go on a safari, but my husband would never go. And I go, forget him. Don't worry about him. Let, let's focus on you. And so we went through the whole thing. I said, I want you to stop watching documentaries and, and movies that involved Africa and go through the National Geographic and start cutting out pictures of giraffes and gorillas and all those wonderful things. I said, and I guarantee you, your husband will say, to come in one day while you're watching this movie or show or whatever and say, you know what? be cool to go on a safari. I'm telling you, the universe works to bring you to your fullest potential. It does in the most wonderful ways. So she was like, oh, right. You know, she got a little bit on board. So I said, okay, what's your next dream? And she goes, oh no, that that's it. That That's a big one. And I'm like, yeah, and you can have more than one. I said, come on, there's got to be something else. I said, okay, you're retiring. I said, what about a, a beach cottage? 
And she's like, oh, I would love to live by the beach, but my my son would never visit. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I said, forget about your son. Let's focus on you. And so we went through the whole thing and, and we talked about the color and if it had shutters and if it had, you know, what kind of furniture was inside and, you know, was she isolated? Did she have a lot of people around? You know, was there a big deck? I mean, we really hashed it out and she got excited. And that's what I, that was the purpose of that um, uh, activity was to get you start to think, you know, you have to put it out there, what you want, you have to put it out there. It may not come in the form that you want, but you have to work towards that. So I want, that's what I want you to do. I want you, if you have not done what I asked, I want you to write down the specifics and details of every single thing that you would like. And I limited it to five, but it could be a list a mile long. And then focus on four or five that you would like to accomplish. And, you know, put it in a time frame, but it, be open to that time frame. It doesn't matter as long as you're taking steps towards that. Okay, like, for instance, suppose you always wanted to sing. But, you know, you don't feel like you're good, a good enough singer. All right, sing in your car. Who's going to hear you, right? Especially, well, your windows are up all the time, whether it's winter or summer, because if it's summer, you've got the air conditioner on. So sing. And it, if that's not comfortable, do it in your living room. You know, you know, nobody's home. I used to do this as a, a, a kid at 12, 13. I used to set up my living room and I used to pretend I was in concert and performing for thousands of people. And I had my wooden spoon and, and I just... I just loved it. That's how I spent my afternoons, album after album. So sing in your living room. Maybe once you start doing that, maybe you'll stretch out a little bit. Maybe join the church choir. Maybe do some karaoke. Um, maybe you'll want to ta start taking lessons so you feel more confident. Great. And then maybe once you start doing that, you can start going for a musical. I, I mean, the possibilities are endless. And even if you don't try out for a musical or become a singer in a lounge. It's okay. It's just getting it out. It's, 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 it's connecting to something deeper and, um, you know, make steps. Like, let's say your, your thing was to take a trip, a, you know, to Europe. Well, break it down. We know the small steps podcast that we did break it down. I mean, maybe you want to take a trip. So step one, go to the library, get books on the area that you want to visit. And step two is maybe call some travel agents and get some idea of what it costs and when it happens, when's the best time to go to the specific place. Uh, maybe the next step is figuring out a budget, how much you would need to put aside each week to get to that purpose. And then another step, sit down, make an itinerary of where you want to visit, how you want to see it. Do you want to go with a uh, group or do you want to just do it on your own? I mean, make the plans. Let it happen. And please reach out to me, artistrycollaborative at gmail.com. It can't be any easier. I want to support you in all of your dreams. So, I, and, and guess what? New thing. We do have the website. I believe it's going up today. So you can check out that. We're going to have classes. I want to see you. I want to meet with you. I'm very excited about that. So coming up, um, I 
interview Diane Lupo. She is the director of that uh, show I told you about, All I Ever Needed, I Learned in Kindergarten. And um, she does lots of things. She's a Reiki master. She is a singer, a piano player. She, she has done a lot and she's very interesting. And, and I'm excited to introduce you to her. And I hope that you support her and the play and the actors because uh, it, it's all great. So thank you. Hang in there, people, and keep on creating. Hello, creative souls, and welcome to Inner Promptings, the podcast to support and inspire your creative essence, a platform that will encourage you to listen to those gentle tugs at your soul, to expand and open yourself to new possibilities. Hi, my name is Joanne Venegro Bromley, and I am so happy to have you join me today. Well, it's been a while. I am recuperating from foot surgery, and so I am stuck uh, on my couch. <laughs> and uh, But I've been thinking about you and wanting to get in touch, so today I am, it's just me. Uh, but I just wanted to touch base with something that I've been thinking about. And as you may have noticed, I closely associate creativity with spirituality. I have been going through some stuff, as we all do. And I know a lot of times I'm perceived as very upbeat and positive, and I am, but I have to work at it. And growing up on a farm, I always thought or think of work as hard, arduous, back-breaking tasks. But the work that I talk about with you is I'm speaking on introspection and evaluation and reflection about what you do and how you do it and why you do it. These are the questions that help to dig deeper and uncover and discover who you really are and what your true purpose is. And that purpose may and probably will change and evolve over time, but you need a starting point, a vision possibilities. Lately, I have been challenged emotionally, physically, and spiritually. And instead of complaining, which of course I do, but, well, not out loud, but at least in my head, I know that these slumps, these challenges are a wake-up call to reevaluate, to change, refocus, and keep on my true north. It's a lesson I revisit over and over again. The irony is, is if you don't address it, it will rear itself again and again, bigger and bolder. Oprah always says that the universe starts off with a whisper and then maybe a slap and then finally a two by four upside the head to get your attention. I would like to be tuned in at the whisper stage, but I'm stubborn and a people pleaser. So I have lots of dents from all the two by fours, but I'm learning and growing. We often struggle on how to know what is the best decision. Uh, every decision comes with compliments and consequences. But this I know for sure. If it's light, it's right. It's been my mantra for the last 20 or so years. And so what does that mean? Well, when you are thinking about a decision and there is a lightness within your belly and your solar plexus, there is this energy that almost lifts you it excites you then the spirit is letting you know yes this is this is correct this is what is right for you you instinctively feel it the energy 
And then when something is wrong, there's a heaviness, an ursher. It almost feels like you need a crane to lift you to stand or move. Watch for this. Pay attention. The universe wants you to succeed. It supports us, but we mess it up trying to live up to others' expectations or what we've been told or told ourselves what we believe is the quote-unquote right path. I have been re-listening to Super Soul Sundays by Oprah and some of the greatest teachers on the planet right now uh, on this it's a book, but I, I got it on CD. And um, there's this gentleman named Reverend Michael Beckwith that really resonates with me right now. I've listened to him many times before, but for some reason it is resonating now. It is speaking to me more profoundly. And it is obvious that now I'm ready to receive his wisdom and to incorporate it into my life and also share it with you. I look long and hard to find topics to share with you on this podcast, and I wait to be inspired. It is one of the reasons why I post them haphazardly. I thought when I first started this podcast that I would be weekly or bi-weekly, but I've decided to let it be. The podcast will come as they should, and I'm not going to put a time frame on them. So... You may get a few, one right after the other, and then it may go a month before I present a new one. I just ask that you stay with me and reach out to me and trust the process. So, I look for inspiration for these words everywhere. I mean, nature, new encounters, friends, articles, Facebook, and then something comes, usually repeatedly, and it just, it feels. There's an energy, and then I know and I sit down and start writing spontaneously. Quote, when it's light, it's right. Look for that. Reverend Beckwith explains that when we are in the victim consciousness, when we blame everything and everyone for our circumstances, it halts us. It blocks us from receiving the light, the inspiration. We need to take ownership for our life. And this, you have to find ways to change our circumstances. You are where you are because you put yourself there. No one else. Once you can remove yourself from this victimhood and start looking for possibilities of change and for a new future, you immediately change your energy. You have gone from woe is me to wow, I can be yes. Look forward, outward, upward, and pay attention to that fluttering in your heart, your light. Pay attention to those things. Find those things that that do that for you. And I promise you, you cannot go wrong. And again, what serves you today may not serve you a month from today. But you need to go through that to get to the next step. And I am with you on this journey. I am with you. Just reach out to me, artistrycollaborative at gmail.com, and we can get through this together. And the website is up, so I would love for you to go on there. We're going to start doing classes, and I would love for you to come and play with us. The uh, website is www.artistrycollaborative.org. Um, and, uh, reach out to me, please tell me what you want to do. Tell me how you want to play. Let's get together. 
It'll be fun. I'm wishing you the very best. Spring has sprung finally. And um, I want you to enjoy the sun. And please reach out. Now keep on creating. Take care.